0: This is Dyes and Shoe The Podcast, episode 242, for the week of December 19th, 2010. Hey, hey there, welcome to Dyes and The Podcast. This week we have an extension of two all-encompassing Dragon Ball Perfection websites. Out here in Jersey we got Dyes and Shoe X.
1: And in the middle of nowhere we have Constantine.
0: <laughs> welcome. We all, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining even when we're all sick we charge onward
1: for some reason
0: it's awful but we do it for the love my name is mike vegeto ex and joining me from cons heath Ujio. good sir welcome
1: thank you for having me
0: so i'm rocking the sinus infection kind of a weekend getting mostly over it how about yourself same kind of thing
1: same kind of thing I've had it for about a week.
0: They're out for us. And Julian is sick right now, too, and he's got a sinus infection, I think.
1: They're even going after his baby. Yeah,
0: (laughs) they will stop at nothing to take us all out. It's uh, clearly a conspiracy here.
1: I believe in conspiracies.
0: (laughs) They're going after family members. Uh, Heath, it's good to have you here. It's going to be you and I this episode. We all missed an episode last week, mostly because... I was sick, but um, we had some other stuff going on too, and that got messed up because I was sick, so nothing really happened last week in terms of Dyes and Chewy X content, but we're here for you this week. We've got some good stuff as we cruise onward to the end of the year. We're really just going to be doing some uh, random bullshit and news for you this week, and then uh, coming up soon, we're going to have our end of the year kind of news recap and predictions, but Heath, it's just you and I. We're going to be talking about some fun stuff and then some news, and we'll be uh, calling it an episode, but I think there's a lot of good stuff to go over here.
1: And I, I think I've said before that these are always my favorite episodes. Are they really? Because They're so off the wall you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: I've seen from the survey that we've conducted that a lot of people, I mean, people love the topic segment of the show and I totally get that. I mean, I develop the show around a topic, so I totally enjoy that too. But I think it is fun every once in a while to just have the conversational stuff and, you know, of course we're going to get to the news, but I think there's some other fun things to toss out there that we kind of mention as a part of news sometimes, as a part of a topic, but occasionally it's fun to just toss it out there and banter it back and forth and that's kind of what we're gonna do
1: i think a lot of the news you can turn into topics yeah, which right. happens quite <laughs> we, often
0: we are doing that this week that's for goddamn sure we're dragging kai so we'll save that toward the end of the news so it's almost like it's going to become a topic so it really is a full normal episode for you this week First thing I want to toss out there, this is the housekeeping and the stuff segment of the show. Just so you guys know, I want to clearly delineate it, even though I don't have bumper music for stuff, because I feel like the opening recap music is the bumper music for the introductions and stuff. See how I... Podcast Inside Baseball. Anyway, Heath, you, this was <laughs> half a year ago, you could not join us for this podcast recording. So you sent Jake in your place.
1: Well, I, if I remember correctly, I couldn't go because it was my wedding anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> I had like, you know, this obligation,
0: right? So trust me. I so understand. yes, I,
1: I sent my minion Jake.
0: <laughs> right. Jake and I joined Sean from Anime Three Thousand on. He's got a little side thing called the Bonus Round. It's uh, kind of like a guest version of the topic segment of the show. It seems like you'll pick a show or some kind of core idea and. Invite a panel on to talk about it. And he wanted to do uh, an episode about Dragon Ball Kai. Or Dragon Ball Z Kai. Or Dragon Ball Z Kai, depending on who it is you're talking to. So myself and Jake joined in. There was another guy called Otaku Dan and Sean, I believe it's Russell, from uh, Anime 3000. That only just got released. I know he wasn't too happy about the audio at some points, but it was edited around pretty well. And the final result is out there. I tossed it in the feed for X. so those of you who subscribe to the show, already got it. I did link it on the homepage and uh, Facebook and stuff at some point. But if you're looking for Dragon Ball Kai content from half a year ago, it's out there. But I think it's still other than us talking about like Volume 1 being out or coming out.
1: Yeah, it was really weird when you started talking about release dates and where you can <laughs> find them.
0: <laughs> Overall, I think the ideas were general enough. I mean, it's obviously aimed toward a non-necessarily Following Dragon Ball every week, kind of audience. So it is general enough that the core ideas in that episode still apply. We were talking about what it actually is, who it's aimed for, what the purpose of it is. And I feel like a lot of that is coming back around again right now, as you're going to hear about with the big news about Dragon Ball Kai that came out this week. So it's kind of fun to go back to half a year ago hear what Jake and I were thinking about and how we were pushing the show in terms of how did it get made, who should be watching it, who isn't watching it, that kind of stuff. So it's it's out there if you're looking for some uh, bonus podcast content. That's why I didn't feel too bad about not having an episode last week. So you kind of yeah. had two little...
1: Sure, that's a good excuse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to point out there it's kind of tied in with the news right now, and also that podcast episode. One of our lovely forum moderators and chat moderators, you got to go check out one of her uh, blog posts.
1: And, I love Rachel,
0: <laughs> and it's it's succinct and to the point about it was kind of spawned through and from uh, discussions going on on uh, Daizenshi X forum right now, and it's. I guess it's just, why are there negative thoughts about Kai? And that kind of just succinctly sums it up. And I feel like you could go into so much more depth. You could totally blow it out of the water. But to dwell on it any further just kind of gives it more credit and attention than it's even worth giving. So it's kind of this weird place where you don't want to, I don't know, give any credence to Kai by talking about it too much. Kind of a weird position to be in.
1: Yeah, it's a good read, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. So uh, I'll link that with the show. Just lots of Kai content for you. Uh, Before we start talking about news and all that good stuff, we do have some of our own little things going on that are awesome Dragon Ball content. Heath, you and Jake just put up a a very big update. Why don't you tell me about that?
1: We just posted the special attack... Dictionary from Daisenshu 7. Uh, we've slowly, slowly been going through all of the Daisenshu, and uh, 7 is basically the home stretch. It's the last big one.
0: It's a big one indeed.
1: Yeah. So we have the character dictionary already up, and this week we put up the special attack dictionary. So any attack, basically ones whether you knew they had names or not, are up uh, from Dragon Ball. Uh, it's Mostly they do include some anime only attacks but only up through Dragon Ball Z because at the point when the Dizenshu came out GT was just starting. Right, right. So there's nothing in there for GT. Well,
0: even Dizenshu 7 in general doesn't have a whole lot about GT, if anything. No,
1: there's like I think like uh, Dizenshu 7 has the three little
0: right, right. Uh,
1: promo drawings that Toriyama did, but other than that there's really nothing in there for Jesus. I mean,
0: Daizenshu 7 is so big. I'm sure that one in particular was being worked on for such a long time. So when you consider oh, when yeah. the work for that started versus when it came out and then tie in what was airing at the time that volume came out, there's no way they could have. Right. I mean, that's why the perfect files exist.
1: But uh, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know or has never seen Daizenshu 7, it's it's the thickest of all of the Daisenshu. And when you open up, it, it really is just like a dictionary where you go, okay, I want to know something about this character. So you flip to the character section, and then they're all listed in alphabetical order with just all these stats and little bios. It does that for attacks, characters, places, items. So it's it's really neat, I sent you?
0: I'm just randomly clicking through to um, your special attack dictionary because I just wanted to click, 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 see what I got, and read it here just to give people an idea. So the one that I wound up on was Wound Healing, Kizuato no chiu from Piccolo. It's categorized as an ability, and Piccolo's a user. The characteristics of this attack, the power to heal wounds by touching the wounded body part. After being bitten by Yamcha and the others, who had turned into Demon Clan members due to the Aqua Mist, Piccolo pretended to have returned to being a member of the Demon Clan, but afterwards, he used this power to make the wounds on his bitten neck disappear. So here you go. You're talking about anime only at this point it's from the Garlic Jr. filler mini arc. Uh, you got a picture there and you got the description. The description you have here is this stuff you rewrote or is it just a direct translation from the Daisenshu?
1: These are all direct translations. Um, anything that's in brackets is anything that we added ourselves. Gotcha. gotcha. Otherwise, everything else is straight up translated.
0: It's good stuff. I mean, there's a lot of just short little paragraphs about things that we joke about the Dazenju all the time. I mean, we go back so far in this podcast to a joke that we independently created separate from the Halo's a pretty cool guy one where I don't know if it was Yamcha or Tenshinhan. We were just joking about me tossing things over to Julian like, oh, hey, can you just check this out? Is there anything about, you know, an attack or something in here? And the Daisenshu translation would always just be, Yamcha has black hair and is a pretty cool guy. So that just turned into our joke about the Daizenshu, where it never says anything of actual interest. And I feel like a lot of these attack translations or characteristics are just, he puts his hand on his neck and heals his wound. It's called wound healing. Ta-da!
1: Yeah, a lot of them, uh, the names are just, you think somebody made it up. (laughs) Which... In all honesty, I think most of them, they did.
0: Right, right. Well, like
1: like Goku, for instance, one of his techniques is flying through the air by spinning his tail. <laughs>
0: that's
1: it's, that's it's the not name like of the technique. It's
0: not like helicopter tail. It's just a description of what it is.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's pretty neat. I think people should really check it out, especially because we put a lot of time into it. Right. I mean,
0: that's the kind of thing where you sink so much time into it. And I'm sure when you're done, you wonder if it was really worth the effort, but it probably is.
1: Every time. <laughs> I mean, we use it as a resource ourselves so
0: it's just oh i know i mean i've talked about that with the music database and the dvd guide on my site a lot of the sections that i'm sure you and i create we make for ourselves just so we can stop opening books all the time
1: Mm Mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to look things up in english
0: yeah yeah it is and have control F. as much japanese
1: as i know it's still always easier
0: totally totally so that's cool uh i'm glad you guys have that up there and it's just uh more things for other people to point to so Good stuff. We
1: have more Daizenchu stuff coming probably this week, so keep an eye out for
0: that. Cool. I talk about some website content we have coming your way, but I'm still waiting on Julian to uh, finish some stuff up for me. But I feel bad about asking him when they're all sick. So Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to toss out there, and we're going to talk more about this later with an email. I got a Christmas present from a few folks this week, and longtime fans of Daizenchu EX are probably going to guess what it's related to. As I did when I was told I was it's getting a, a present. <laughs> no, no, it's not a pool. It's the other one. It's Dvz Movie One.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that that one. Where everyone panders to you. Yes,
0: <laughs> it's awesome. I have to give a super awesome special thanks to um, Rambo and Kendamu and Castor and Tanuki. I received in the mail the Japanese laser disc of Dragon Ball Z Movie One, which uh, I'm picking up and holding in front of myself right now. This is just one more for the pile. And uh, um, the cover is the image as you expect. I mean, it's the main promotional image for the movie. But the back is pretty neat because it has the occasional Japanese thing written out, romanized. Like the uh, paragraph at the top starts with Kaisetsu written out in uh, our letters, which is pretty interesting. Huh but um, I mean it's got the description of the movie and the cast list and it's got the chapters and tracks over on the side and as we've come to learn the Japanese laser discs I believe they have music only audio tracks on them that go along with the movie I'm not sure if movie one has that as yes. well but um, tracks 13 and 14 are listed exclusively as music so I'm gonna have to borrow an LD player from someone and uh, I want to do a a proper review of this at some point because unlike other product, I mean, we haven't gotten the same extras from the laser discs in all cases. So it'd be uh, no. kind of neat to go back and see what's on here.
1: I really wish they would have included some of those things on say the dragon box because we know they're out there. I mean, there's a, there's a karaoke version of head Shala
0: yeah yeah there's stuff like that
1: that's the only place you can find it they made it specifically for the laser disc mm-hmm, they did, did a lot of else. stuff
0: like that back in the day you know rama had uh music videos and some of them came yeah. over to the American releases but remember when Mary was rewatching some of that lately not necessarily all of them were included in terms of dragon ball stuff i don't remember i don't think this was on the dragon box but the end of my movie 12 fan sub had this narrated recap of the entire movie by goku masako nozawa i'm not sure where it came from because on my fan sub it was actually full screen and looked like a different quality than the movie itself Hmm. it very well could have been from the laser disc and you know as they were making the laser disc they just used a you know second or third generation copy of their own movie to make that but that's one of those things that i haven't seen pop up since and uh unfortunately I think my movie eleven twelve fan sub was stolen in college, so I don't even have that anymore. For a shame. Yeah, I lost movie eleven twelve fan sub, Street Fighter Alpha Three on Playstation One. And I I know who did it. I know it was uh another guy named Mike on my floor, but it was just one of those things where seven out of the ten people on my floor flunked out of college the first year, so <laughs> we uh lost
1: So we needed to steal fan subs. Yeah,
0: so everyone just started taking off. I was one of the three who remained, obviously, just Pointing that out there. So, big special thanks to uh, adding another movie one to the pile. I know I've described it before, but the way this got started, it was funnier, I feel, 10 years ago than it is now, even though it seems like people enjoy it more now. It was more funny when this movie was first coming out in the US because simultaneously we got a dub VHS, a sub VHS, a laserdisc, and a DVD. So, we got four media formats at the exact same time in 1997. And I own all of those now. Tanuki actually got me the uh, domestic laser discs, so I'm gonna have two LDs up on my wall. I'm very excited about that.
1: I think they really should have kept going with laserdiscs, just for the fact that the cover is so damn big. It you is. get a really nice image. absolutely but other than that it's a big waste of space
0: well it makes for a nice wall art and this just continued obviously with funimation over time with them constantly re-releasing things we got the double features we got um first strike release and all that jazz so as i've been accumulating domestic versions folks from across the world have been sending me foreign versions. I've got the German version. I've got the Portuguese version. So uh, I've been enjoying my collection of D V Z Movie 1 media. So this is just another one to that pile, but it's a great pile. I've been meaning to do an updated blog post showing all of them because I actually brought back uh, a box from my family's house. I finally found my dub and sub VHS from 1997. Again, I knew I owned them. They were around some, uh, they were half a country away. So I have those back in my possession now. So I can do kind of throw them all on the floor, take a picture and do a better breakdown of what each volume is. We all anticipate that. I talk about it as if people really, really care about it. And I know like three of you do and the rest of you were like, God damn it, Mike, shut up and talk about the news. But this is the kind of episode this is right now. So I'm taking the opportunity to talk about it and thank the people who send me GBZ movie one. So for the three of you that enjoy it. There you go. That's it. I think that's my movie one story. I guess the only other thing to toss out there and this is bringing it back to the housekeeping area rather than the stuff. We've been sharing a whole lot of holiday deals on the homepage and Twitter and Facebook. At this point, I think you can't order stuff anymore and expect it to arrive for Christmas. But raging blast 2 in particular was up and down in price constantly over the last I know. week. At some point it was, it was so hard to keep track. Of. It was like 25 bucks, 20 bucks, and then 35 and then 50 and then 60 and back down to 35 so there was a whole lot of good prices on raging blast Two if you were looking for it but um the wii game uh was it revenge of king piccolo that was down to 10 bucks for an extended period of time is kind of balancing between 9 and 11 so no matter what you grabbed to that that's a uh, a good price some other games have been really cheap dragon box one i think is still 25 bucks on amazon that's a fantastic deal and as i've joked about a couple places I think it's funny. I think I'm clever for coming up with this. If you haven't bought it yet, you're kicked out of the Super Secret Club. So tossing it out there, folks. It's a good thing I own that one. I know, I know. You'd never be able to... It's the only
1: domestic Dragon Pox I have.
0: Oh, you suck. keeping up with them it's what i always wanted man you've got the japanese release though of uh dbz yeah so
1: i plan on possibly buying them at some point but apparently now they're all going out of print so
0: yeah when it hits that 25 dollar point that's when you want to snap them up for damn sure if you're not keeping up with them along the way anyway just tossing out there there's been a lot of good deals so if you're not following along with us in those other places that's a great way to get kind of immediate pings about what deals are out there that's all i got heath anything you want to uh pass out and stuffage before we do news i don't think so i mean it's been a weird week it has been a weird week (laughs) for all of us
1: i don't know what to think anymore i was so ready for this weekend
0: yeah i hear you man all right let's do news then first one's easy, and it sucks for radio because it's cover art for a CD single, but Battle of Omega is the opening theme to Dragon Ball Raging Blast 2 on the PS3 and 360, performed by Hironobu Kageyama. You know about this by now. However, the CD single finally has cover art. This is actually out next week, I believe, which is great. Um, The cover art's the same promotional image we've seen for the game constantly with Hachihaka in the background and the villains and characters up front. Um, The font is kind of weird. It's one of those faux Japanese fonts i'm surprised they're using it's not too bad but it kind of feels like it's heading in that direction where battle of omega and uh hirinobu kageyama is written we don't have a track list yet for this and it's out next week i've been checking constantly on cd japan and amazon japan and everywhere is still just like track listing coming soon Uh, i don't know thoughts on the cover since that's all we have to go on
1: well it's nice and red and battle of omega is on fire
0: there you apparently. go red cover art all right let's move on it's not that interesting
1: i'm just kind of surprised that they use the exact i guess i'm not really surprised but i kind of am i didn't draw something else but
0: well they did that with the progression cd single as well it's the same image of goku and broly yeah. from the origin blast one cover so i think it makes sense it's consistency among products for The same so thing. original whatever man whatever <laughs>
1: All right, so we have some more Dragon Ball Kai news. So, Mike, we we talked about this, gosh, how long ago? We
0: did, and there's, I forget who it was, but they responded in that old podcast thread saying how fun it was to listen to uh, us talking about them before they were used.
1: Yes, so we reviewed the Dragon Ball Kai soundtrack 3 and songs release that I believe it was like a month ago or so we gave our predictions of where we thought some of these songs could be used and we were way off we
0: were off on all of them we
1: we were just way (laughs) off. now
0: hold on the final episode where Trunks returns to his future is still coming up and they can right. reuse the song. They have a precedent for reusing an insert song. So we could still be right about that halfway. But the other And I think
1: it would still be perfect. Way off on. Whatever. Um, so my 18th Magic was played in the most recent episode of Kai, which was 85, which aired last week. And the song came over the radio, which... We have seen this before. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, totally. I think um, maybe twice. I think it's even.
1: happened twice. They're being real original here because this is a great way to sneak a song into a show.
0: I think it is. I mean, we were talking play it on the radio. Th- the song made no sense in the context of the show whatsoever. But this is a great way to actually get some use out of it. So I'm totally cool yeah. with them using it here.
1: So as the Sohn family and Krillin are driving along, enjoying their peace, while Cell is destroying things on other side of the Earth. My 18th magic plays over the radio as they drive along. Then later on, we see news of the Cell game being played as Cell is basically attacking the Earth Army who have come to get him because they're all really stupid.
0: I don't think this is the right place to use it.
1: I don't either. But it's. I didn't like it.
0: Really? I thought it kind of worked, but I mean, just by title alone, you feel like. Guys, you kind of missed the mark by an episode or so on this one.
1: Yeah, just just a little.
0: I don't know. What do you think about... Really, it's one insert song, and the other one's just kind of this passing thing. But um, I don't know. Yeah. What do you feel about them uh, using these songs? We got Kai's soundtrack three in songs and assumed maybe they'll use one of them because we didn't get everything off of the first song collection in the show. So there's no indication right. these would all be insert songs. I- I'm kind of cool with how they were all used. I think...
1: Maybe the news of the Cell game probably wasn't used before just because of Cell's dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Where at this point, you know... Right. He's just blowing crap up. So, I I like that they were used, just because they have them. They're there. You might as well.
0: Well, and... As was always the case with these songs, when they're actually used in the show, it gives you another way to connect with those songs other than just a loose, oh, it's about that character doing that thing. This is, oh, I can picture animation along with it that really connects with me in a visual way now in addition to just listening to it. I agree. So there you go. Two new insert songs. That pretty much exhausts all the recent material. And, uh, well, we'll be talking about where Kai is heading, so maybe we can bring this back again. They're
1: going to come out with a soundtrack for
0: <laughs> all about boo songs. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, let's uh, move on to some other stuff. This is a pretty sad one, but Takashi Watabe has passed away. This is a Japanese voice actor. Obviously it's another case. I, I say it every single time. Someone unfortunately passes away, but whoever it is, you can click through to their, you know, their every role they've ever done. Dragon Ball will be listed in some capacity. And in this case, yeah. his most notable role from Dragon Ball was Pambukin from the Bardock TV special.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's kind of weird because even when they post it on a and I mean, there's no mention of Dragon Ball because obviously he has right, other right. greater roles. But yeah, I mean, you can almost just assume that someone that's, you know, from that generation probably had something to do with Dragon Ball in some capacity.
0: And you know, actually unlike some of the other ones who have done minor roles in Dragon Ball, uh, I believe the guy who played Lucifer in Dragon Ball Movie 2 recently passed away. That's not a voice I necessarily remember all that well, but for whatever reason, I vividly can picture Pambukin's voice from the Bardock TV special. The way he goes, <laughs> <laughs> i know that voice so so well so this is one that while it's not a major character it did actually hit me in some way like oh wow man i i can picture that person's voice that that really sucks
1: yeah and it he's also one of those uh voice actors that he was around in dragon ball yeah
0: yeah he he did some other stuff what do you do
1: yeah he did uh Oh, okay. In Dragon Ball episode 80, which is uh, where Goku's off on his own training and he's fighting Tenron and whatnot. It's a filler episode. Right, right. And then the next thing he did was... Pumbukin in the first Dragon Ball Z TV special. And then he came back in GT. So he's been in all three series. Oh, wow. So he did uh Muchi Mochi. Who was that? Which, whoever the hell, it's at the beginning of Dragon okay, Ball. Okay, so
0: even you don't remember. At the
1: beginning of GT. Okay. So, yeah, it's that one guy that did the thing <laughs> with the stuff.
0: Anyway, all right. So he was 74 years old and died, I believe, it was complications from pneumonia. So it's a, a sad passing Another one to unfortunately add to, uh, your castle list on constant a little asterisk there. Yes. Well, I guess you're going to keep us going here with voice stuff, but this is going to be a, a two parter that we have to come back in and update.
1: Yeah. Cause at, at the moment, we're not too sure, but, um, the wonderful dice Gori passed away this last year. Um, well, it was a year ago, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, it was January. this
0: past January, so it's been almost a full year now.
1: He provided the voice of Mr. Satan amongst other notable characters. Uh, so the question we pose is, who will replace him in Kai as he will make his appearance this week in episode 86?
0: Wow. Uh there's been no word on the official website or anything like that
1: and and we've noted that it's it's so weird when the series started they would announce casting months in advance or at least a two or three weeks before that episode were to air. And in the last year, they've just, they don't yeah. update site
0: at all with anything. I know, it's been just. kind of quiet. One of Gori's prior roles is actually King Cold, and we did get an update before he showed up, didn't we? It was Dobber's voice actor, and did they note that on the website before the episode? Yes. Okay. I mean, Mr. Satan is clearly a larger, more important character than King Cold was, but there's been just nothing. I, I think you were looking at Japanese sites and even... Blogs over there are just like, we don't know, but we think that...
1: Yeah, they're all sort of guessing.
0: Now, the only hint at all that we have about who may or may not do the role in Kai, is that Tag Versus, which came out in the U.S. as Tenka Ichi Tag Team on the PSP, Japanese version Mr. Satan does appear in the story mode and does have some dialogue. He was played over there by Unsho Ishizuka, who may or may not play him in Kai. Do you think that because he was given the role briefly in that video game, that's enough of an indication or will it be someone else?
1: I think it might be enough of an indication, but I mean you just never know <laughs> cuz they've been replacing voice
0: actors. I know, I know. Really sad and this is I mean Daisuke Gori, he is the fucking man. That voice just defined the show to me in in some ways. And I think this is going to be the voice replacement in Kai that I will be able to get over the least. I mean, I love Hyami but I was kind of able to get over no longer having Zarbon. Daisuke Gori not being Mr. Satan, I don't know that I can deal with that.
1: Yeah, that that is one of the big ones.
0: He brought such a life and character to that character that otherwise could just be tossed away as shallow and just unbearable.
1: Well, and it's just amazing the If you look at all of the people he's played just in Dragon Ball. Right, right. I mean, he's got like 25 credits to his name. No,
0: admittedly, a lot of those performances are identical. And unless you know what the line of dialogue right. is, you might not be able to tell it apart. And even Mr. Satan's voice is very similar to Yumao. And, uh,
1: but he people. does change it
0: up he does. when he
1: knows it's more of a major character
0: i mean mr satan in particular when he's got moments to himself and he's talking quietly to hear Gori's voice go to that level that was just talent and brilliance and i i don't know it's sad
1: i mean he did the unfortunate part is he he was back at the beginning of kai
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean he he did uh porunga and who else did he do
0: he was yumao at first wasn't he uh
1: yeah he was i mean that's not right. that
0: he's around all that and, much but or
1: er, uh emma dao
0: oh that's right he did emma of course he did Daio. so what we're gonna do is because this episode hasn't aired yet it's airing in um, like half a day uh we're gonna do a little record scratch and we'll say who it is and we'll come back <laughs> And it turns out that Unsho Ishizuka is indeed the new voice of Mr. Satan as premiered in Dragon Kai this weekend.
1: No! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Keith, we, we have two stories left, but since we're talking about Dragon Ball Kai, this is kind of uh, the topic of the episode as well, though. So, folks, this is where you meet potatoes would be get your forks and knives, and if you like mashed potatoes, maybe a spoon, get ready to eat this up.
1: Oh, yes. This, I think, is the news of the week. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you guys will talk about this next week. Right, right. But in the latest issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, which... I believe is coming out right now in Japan. It was leaked somewhat early, but uh, it revealed that there would be a new TV adaptation of the manga Toriko, and it will debut in April of 2011 in the 9 a.m. time slot on Fuji TV. It was even noted that it will air every Sunday at 9 a.m. So the big question is... What's going to happen to Dragon Ball Kai, which currently holds that time slot?
0: Right, that's the Dream 9 slot, where at 9 a.m. Yes. is Dragon Ball Kai, and at 9.30 a.m. it is One Piece. It is the two big ones together finally at last but uh maybe coming to a close
1: the one thing that i think we should note i left it out of my post and i know you i think you somewhat did out of yours but it was announced a couple months ago that they would be creating a jump festa sort of special between torico and one piece that would be in 3d right right and so i mean I think we've known that since almost September or something like that. It's been out for a long time uh, because they really wanted to pimp it. So people go to Jump Festa to see it. Uh, So in a way, it's almost not surprising that they're going to, now that they're actually making an animated series, let's put these two together right, right. and kind of sell them. Because
0: Tortico is doing pretty well, right? I mean, it's relatively oh, popular. Oh yeah, it's,
1: it's become really popular. I don't
0: know if I just read it on Wikipedia or whatnot, but I think the first two Tancoban were released simultaneously because it was so popular. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So
1: Currently, uh, this weekend, episode 86 of Kai will be airing. Uh, that's roughly, what, hundred episode 176, 176? Seventy-seven Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I was
0: looking in there. I, I couldn't quite line them up. I didn't have everything in front of me at the time, but it seems to be... Because Mr. Satan's coming on the scene, so it's around there.
1: Yeah. And uh, episode, I believe it's 194 is the end of the Cell Arc because 195 through 199... Right. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. ...is the Ano Yoichi Budokai. Right. So we are approaching the end of the Cell Arc. All predictions aside if they run continuously up through episode 98, which is what HappyNet had scheduled for the end of the Cell arc to be episode 98 of Kai, that would put us somewhere around the end of March.
0: Right, I mean, even if they took a week or so off, we're still looking at, mid and a march
1: so it, it's really lining up so that kai will sort of either end or go on hiatus or be moved at the end of march and toriko will take over
0: its time slot now before we get into anything else about predictions and stuff i think we need to bring it all the way back to two years ago and the various rumors that have been circulating around an episode count for kai when it was first yes. announced there was a rumor out of Japanese message boards. It was never a part of the promotional material that said, "Oh, it's going to be about a hundred episodes." It was never. It will be one hundred episodes. It will certainly be. It was just. It'll be around there. Yeah,
1: it was somebody on a uh, two chain. Yeah, yeah, I believe just said, "Hey, this will be about a hundred episodes." I think. So
0: that was kind of a prediction. I don't think there was any solid fact to that because as we've kind of seen, Kai seems to have been, we'll take it as it goes and as it's doing well we'll keep doing it. It seems anyway.
1: Well, and we almost had confirmation on that for the most
0: part. Sorta, sorta. I mean, you go back to when it was first announced, the only promotional material we saw took us through Frieza. We never saw anything beyond that. It was only a little bit later on that Material related to the Kai TV series, ignoring calendars, ignoring other merchandise, stuff about Kai as a TV series. It was a while before we started seeing Cell and the androids introduced into that mix. The next rumor that we saw was related to something digimon related i don't quite remember what it was oh yeah but it was digimon might be taking that slot and kai is going to end at 50 episodes at the end of the frieza arc
1: well it's uh digimon had always had up until that point the 9 a.m that's what that was sunday time slot whenever there was a digimon show on gotcha So when it was announced they would be coming out with another show, everyone just assumed, oh, it's going to get that time slot back.
0: That didn't happen. As we quickly learned with Happy Net's release schedule, they were already at that point saying, okay, we're going beyond 50. They were kind of giving milestones along the way with the DVD and Blu-ray release. Initially, it was, we're planning up to episode 50. All right, now we're planning beyond 50. So as soon as they planned beyond 50, and then we got to the point where the TV broadcast. Obviously, the Frieza story arc wasn't over and went beyond episode 50. I think it only went up to like 54, though, right? I mean, it didn't go too far beyond 50.
1: Uh, Yeah, 54, I think is right on.
0: I mean, it became apparent that Kai wasn't over, so the 50 number kind of came and went pretty fast
1: well they were just projecting out so far
0: right right i mean they didn't necessarily know like
1: we need a big number because we know we'll get to at least 50 right
0: right i think the next thing that we saw was happy Net's schedule saying all right we're planning at least 99 episodes of kai we're gonna do probably this many box sets and if we do 99 episodes and three episodes a disc, this takes us this far.
1: Right, and at that point, they hadn't even announced the artificial human or... Cell arcs at all. This was still at the end of right. the Frieza arc. And then people said, oh, okay, they are going on. The Frieza arc isn't going to be the end.
0: Right. Actually, that's a good point. They hadn't separated the story arcs yet. That was a later thing when they said, all right, now what we're going to do is break it off here. And we're going to call 50, I think it was 55 onward. This is the Jinzo Ningen and Cell arc. And unfortunately, they right. kind of rebooted the volume numbers for the DVDs anyway and whenever we do the release second like I always like to note it's volume this but it's actually overall volume of this but anyway they they were planning all right 99 episodes we all figured all right, that takes us probably at least to the end of Cell, maybe.
1: Well, and then, yeah, when they announced the Ninga and Cell arc, they actually gave a definitive 98 right. because they listed all the way through all the releases that they were going to do for that arc. Yeah, they had
0: it planned out pretty well. So that was basically the next solid number we had was, all right, Cell's going to end at episode 98. It's been hanging out there since then. We haven't really seen any future schedulings past that or indications that it will go past that. This brings us back around again to the discussion you and I had, the question with Yuji Mitsuya at Otakon, and looking at the finances of the series, how it's doing in Japan versus how it's doing internationally. This is the latest problem to throw into the mix, that Toriko is taking its time slot. What the hell is going on now?
1: Well, I think you mentioned Otakon, and I think the one thing that, I mean, we did discuss it, but at the time we focused more on the fact that mm. they might not be able to afford UG. But the one thing I think that it's not so much we push it under the rug; it just it wasn't up on the radar yeah. quite as much when he said yeah, it. Yeah, but now looking back, was the back. fact that he said he, he had talked to the director of Kai, uh, Noah Tari Yasuhiro, and not only did he tell him that. They might not be able to afford him, and then he said, I would take a pay cut. He also said he wasn't even sure as the director if they would be going on to the Boo arc, which now looking back really makes it seem like they really had no idea how far they were going to go. They hadn't planned out that far. And they'd basically been doing Kai on an arc-by-arc basis on either how well it was doing, how the sales were doing, could they afford to keep going. Was this thing in the black or in
0: the red? Well, here's a big question. Mary and I were even talking about this the other day. It's how expensive can Kai be? I don't know that that's the right question to ask, though. I think the right question is, are they putting more in than they really want to put in to what Kai is is it more effort than it's worth to continue doing it
1: and at from my standpoint just from someone who's a completist I'm thinking damn you started you're like you know they're pulling the foundation here yeah and my, my other biggest thing is just I think it mostly has to come from a budget standpoint if you look at the ratings, because they've been in the top ten every week ever since the series started in April two thousand nine. But
0: TV ratings don't necessarily pay all the bills.
1: I know, and that's the thing is, we know it's popular, but if you look at the DVD sales and the Blu-ray sales, those have it's not been showing up on the charts Usually not up there, and sometimes it hasn't even charted. So and you can see it is popular. Little kids in Japan are watching it on Sundays, and then they're sticking around and they're watching One Piece, but their their parents aren't going out and buying any merchandise for the kids. And I think that is one of the bigger issues that we've seen. And we can even go back and look at some of the sales that they've had internationally and then in Japan, and they're like night and day. Because right now in Japan, One Piece is sucking up almost all of the merchandise sales from anything that Toei is putting out.
0: We're, I mean, just taking over to video games as well, not that it was Kai branded, but Raging Blast 2, 10k less its first week than its predecessor. You're getting down to a point where is it even worth it to make the games anymore if no one's buying them? And now we have a new game coming out in February that actually is branded Kai again in Japan. Maybe that's what they need to start doing. But it's very weird because... You know Kai's been going for what like a year in the US. Other countries are mm-hmm. just starting to get Kai though. Do these other countries even want to go forward with it knowing that it's only going to be an incomplete version of what was the yeah. DBZ TV series?
1: And I, and I heard even somebody bring up the point, well, can't they, even though it's not on TV, can't they just do a, you know, straight-to-video release not gonna, of the oh. Boo arc? And that is not going to fly. That's if, if that's what they're having issues with is budgeting, and, you know, even though the ratings are good, if the ratings are the only thing holding this up, they're not going to do a straight-to-video release no, no. of anything. So, I don't know. All right, well,
0: the question is, Funimation is clearly moving into the co-production world can Funimation co-fund a Kai-ism of the Boost Story arc?
1: I they could. Or would that I don't know if they be would. too
0: much for Funimation alone to afford? I don't know. I mean, we know we still haven't heard that we were promised end of the year we'd hear something. We don't know if Navarre's selling Funimation yet. We haven't heard anything about that. They're moving into yeah. this area, but Navarre's not going to want to foot the bill if they're looking to get rid of Funimation. So I don't know. This is all assuming that Kai is over, though. We don't right. know that. I was going to say,
1: maybe we should bring this back. <laughs> we
0: don't know that to be the fact. As you and I both said, there's probably one of three things happening here. It's either canceled, it's over. It's going on either a long or short-term hiatus. It'll come back at some other point. Or it's going to have a time slot change.
1: Right. I mean, we do... as Somebody had brought up the point, um, what if they're putting the show on hiatus to somewhat simulate the time skip between <laughs> the end of the cell arc and the beginning of the boot arc. I don't arc. think so. But I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think they're going to be taken whatever three to five years off.
0: No, not happening. This is um, this is just a, a very, very strange situation. Never in a million years would you ever expect Dragon Ball to be up in the air about whether it will continue in any fashion.
1: Well, and maybe we should should address each of these these issues Kind of by point. All right, sure. uh, we we've already talked about cancellation. I mean, I hate to be the guy that says it, because I'll be honest. When I first heard this part of me was like, no, you, you can't cut Kai. You can't get rid of Dragon Ball. It's on TV. Right. <laughs> I mean, we've been we've been waiting for this to happen forever. And
0: hold on, hold on. Isn't Z still airing in repeats in Japan though? <laughs> yes,
1: and it always has been, and it always will right. be on satellite. But then the the webmaster side of me said, oh, sweet love <laughs> of God, I don't have to do the
0: work I'm with you in that capacity.
1: But as far as a, a hiatus is concerned, I could see it happening. The only problem being Toriko is still running right, right. in Shonen Jump. So there's no definitive end to that series. So how long of a hiatus would you take just until Tariko was done. Well, maybe
0: it's a combination hiatus plus time slot change. But I feel like if you take Dragon Ball away from the One Piece area, I mean, One Piece was almost making Dragon Ball in some ways.
1: And we've speculated before, there's a reason they put those two shows together. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean just from the get-go when it was first announced that was going to be right in front of one piece, a lot of people were really excited about it. So the other issue for the time slot would be toei well not so much toei Fuji TV doesn't really put anime in any prime time slots during the week anymore, which, uh, you know, like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and GT used to air on Wednesday nights at 7.30. So you don't really see that anymore. Anime has more shifted toward, especially on Fuji TV, being on weekends, kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon sort of thing, which is what we've equated it to before so i just don't know where they would move it to you know
0: yeah yeah at that point what do you do with it
1: i mean you have it in the saturday or well the sunday morning run in japan do you move it to sunday in the afternoon when less people watch tv i mean i don't know all
0: right well let's kind of bring it to the final point here this is happening tomorrow actually isn't it
1: yes at this point. So there's a, it was, this is announced a, a couple weeks ago, actually. And I didn't really pick up on it much because honestly, I didn't really care
0: a whole lot. Yeah, it's like, all right, they're doing something and they're talking about it alright, whatever. Because
1: they announce these things all the time. I mean, uh, there are Seiyu talks and whatnot all the time, people being interviewed, but nothing's ever made much of it. But at Jump Festa this weekend on Sunday at one o'clock, they're actually having a Dragon Ball Kai special talk stage and it's not listed who will be there, but it does note that there will be some voice actors from Kai who will be there to answer questions and talk to the audience. There will be a meet and greet afterward and so on and so forth. They did the same thing last year at Jump Festa.
0: Yeah, you noted it was Masako Nozawa and was it Nakao who was there?
1: Yeah. Because they did, at that point, the series was still in the Frieza arc, so they did uh, Goku and Frieza. So that's in my post, I somewhat speculated. I wouldn't be surprised if they did Wakamoto and had Goku and Cell show up. But uh, the biggest thing, which is really why I posted it, you know, are we going to get some answers from this? Is someone actually going to ask the question, Nozawa. What's going to happen to Kai? <laughs> because you would have to imagine that someone's that that's that deep into it would at least get some notice of, hey, you know, we're sort of ending the series or no, don't worry, you still have a job. We're going to just be moving it <laughs> to this time.
0: Yeah, because this is only three months, four months off. So this is soon.
1: Well, and we know that everyone's going to be, you know, in the know at the moment. As far as fans, because it came out and jumped.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was Weekly Jump. So
1: people are going to put two and two together that, hey, they have that same time slot. So I anticipate we'll at least find something out, maybe just a little. We might not get a definitive answer. Yeah,
0: I think we'll know something this weekend. But we might
1: get a, sorry, we can't talk about that. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. But like I, I did note that there might be a list of these questions are off limits.
0: <laughs> and no one will report on those questions being asked. Those folks will be brought back out back and yeah, shot. That's what I would do. Alright, is there anything else you wanna mention about this? It's uh kind of the storm of information hitting all at the same time and we may or may not learn something more about it this weekend.
1: Yeah. I just I it's always weird to find these things out through other franchises yeah yeah (laughs) whereas we haven't come out and said anything about this yeah it's not
0: even dragon ball news it's Tortico news weird
1: it's fine and some of the speculation has been good some of it's been bad some people have really been freaking out
0: well you know what dragon ball ended in 1997 uh we've been through this before (laughs) yeah all right so uh the last bit of news totally unrelated to kai About Dragon Ball SD, which is what we talked about in the last real episode of Dazen Shui X podcast here. Uh, Apparently Psycho Jump is indeed going to be a quarterly magazine. Seems like the next issue is going to be out in March, I believe. And uh, yeah, everything we've seen listed so far for uh, the next volume. No chapter two of Dragon Ball SD is listed in there. Yeah. So one time thing?
1: It could be. Um, Could be once a year. Who knows? It's... It, the way it ended, I could see that being one chapter. It was
0: the weirdest thing. It was the most vague announcement of, and the most vague future of. It was just this yeah. thing that was there once,
1: and it was really only announced on that website. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it anywhere else.
0: So weird.
1: I I have no idea what's going to happen to it. I mean, not. I mean, I hate to say it, but not that I. Care a whole lot what happens to it.
0: But... <laughs> I feel like I'm extremely apathetic toward SD, slightly less apathetic toward Kai. I'm trying not to be this raging ball of apathy toward the series that I love so much. But all these, I, know. I don't know, these extra parts of it, I don't really care that much about them. So whatever happens to them, happens to them, and uh, I'll report on it and give you my opinions, and uh, that's about it.
1: The one thing I I did like about SD is. It went back to Dragon
0: Ball. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is my favorite part of the series. So for me, that was really nice. I like to see that. I
0: I love those two specific versions of characters together.
1: Yeah. And it's weird because it almost hints at there possibly being another chapter because, uh, what was it? They vaguely hinted at someone, quote unquote,
0: will. Up here. Well, was that just sending?
1: Yeah, see, we don't know. <laughs> they never tell you. Was it one of the three that showed up? Right. Or is it going to be the next chapter and, like, Vegeta shows up? Right.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Again, like I said, it was the most vague announcement, most vague resolution. We don't have a fucking clue what's going on with this.
1: I don't think they know what's going I,
0: on uh, If there's anything we've learned about Kai is that no one has a clue what's going on, even those producing it. So, Heath, that was all the news that turned into topical discussions. That was... Pr- Pretty Good stuff there.
1: I think so. I think we hit everything. I think
0: so let's uh start wrapping up the show. Let's do a couple of releases here. I'm just gonna give you December's releases. We got two things coming out in the next week or so. December 22nd, we noted it's earlier Battle of Omega CD single from Hironobu Kageyama. It's the opening theme Raging Blast 2. LACM 4775. It's 1200 yen. CD Japan, as usual, it's got a little bit off 1143. There's only one other thing, and uh, a lot of people have it already, Heath.
1: It's uh, Dragon Ball Movie 1, which will come out on December 28th, which is a Tuesday. So will be What's known in the US as Curse of the Blood Rubies. It will be remastered and completely redubbed. It will be the first time in the US that we've had a completely uncut bilingual release of the first Dragon Ball movie. It's retailing for $14.98, and you can pick it up at Amazon for $13.49.
0: Yeah, a lot of people have it already. We've already got a dissection and breakdown on our forum. (laughs) <laughs> the usual Dragon Box comparison shots and all that jazz. So, oh, if yeah. you're interested, you can go check it out. People talking about the script and the transfer and all that jazz. All right, let's do an email. This one comes to us from, I want to say Ryan, but maybe it's Rian. I've watched the first 42 episodes of Dragon Ball Z, so I decided it was time for me to watch the first two movies. So I watched Dragon Ball Z Return My Gohan, and... Oh, no. I hated it. It sucked. The Dragon Ball movies were better than this. It was so insanely boring, it was ridiculous. I really don't want to watch the second one now. So my question is, what do you guys think of the first movie? And is the second movie better than the first? I I wonder if it's a troll email, but I think we'll answer it anyway. Heath, what do you uh, think about DBZ Movie 1?
1: I like Dragon Ball Z Movie 1, and that's not just to suck up to you, Oh, thank you.
0: Appreciate that. Well, what do you like about that? Mary and I have talked about before how it still has a little bit of the soft roundedness from the end of Dragon Ball. It's got a lot of hand-to-hand combat in addition to a couple little key blasts. So it's this awesome in-between, not-quite, space opera yet
1: you're taking all my points
0: (laughs) we're on the same page then
1: (laughs) yeah it it reminds me a lot of the 23rd budokai so i think that's one reason i like it i love that art style yeah where it's still grounded he hasn't gotten so boxy yet and it's it's just really nice to watch i guess is a good way to put it and like you you noted the the hand-to-hand combat we're not seeing just we don't have Super science everywhere, and Genki Dama, and all, you know, just everything all at Yeah, once.
0: we haven't gotten to the three Genki Damas in a row.
1: Right, and we we finally have, for the first time, someone wishing for immortality. <laughs> and getting it. <laughs> yeah, and he gets screwed. Taking it
0: back to the hand-to-hand combat, I've joked about this before, but they rip fucking swords out of themselves. That's yes. awesome. It is the coolest looking thing ever. I mean, that's like 12-year-old, oh my gods, they got swords, but... <laughs>
1: And Goku, I mean, he still for some reason has a new bow yep, yep. and uh nice inconsistency yeah. there.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's fine, it's a movie.
1: So- I know. And for the most part, if you follow the series, it introduces a villain that we actually get to see come back in the TV series. Yeah,
0: we've made our thoughts on the Garlic Jr. Mini arc abundantly clear, but at least here, I saw someone talking about this on the forum recently as well. Garlic kind of brings in that mysticism area of the story that we haven't had in a little bit, where you bring it back to what becomes Kami, taking that throne, that role, and there was a fight for it. There there were these two competing people, and one has a son, and the other's got this demonic offspring, and there's kind of this weird yeah. rivalry. That-
1: and it's it's almost one of the, you know, as the first movie, that really, if you've watched the Dragon Ball movies, I think you should watch the Dragon Ball movies first, and then watch well, this. Well, this
0: emailer did that.
1: Right. Did he?
0: Yeah, said uh, the Dragon said Ball that- movies were better than this.
1: Maybe that might be because... In the Dragon Ball movies, they're just all recycled, Mm. almost verbatim from the story. They've switched up a couple things, and it has really nice animation. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the first Dragon Ball Z movie, it's really the first movie that departs from that, where we, we do get some previews of things to come in the series. Sure, sure. Such as, like, Gohan's hidden power. Goku
0: and Piccolo team up, and yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Right. At the same point, this isn't exactly... Recycled, we have a new villain.
0: Oh oh speaking of villain, motherfucking Akira Kamiya. Come on.
1: Well, see there you go. And uh let's see, he comes back as Chiba Shigeru in the Which series. Which is okay, but so, hey, he fucking rocks. He,
0: he does. I don't I remember where I was writing about it, but I love both interpretations of Garlic Jr. I think I give it to Kamiya a little bit. Just yeah. so it's not Peel off again. but uh, <laughs> or, Raditz. or Raditz. Well, no, Raditz is a totally different performance. but, yeah, but
1: oh, His voice for Raditz is so awesome. No,
0: I expect the Chiba laugh out of that character. And to have it be mm-hmm. Kamiya instead, I think adds a little more to him. So I'd agree with that. Th- they're both great.
1: Anyway, so I think that. That is one distinct difference because once you even get past movie one, once you get to movie four and onward of Dragon Ball Z, it's, and maybe I shouldn't say this because if you're listening and you want to know if you should watch <laughs> other movies. Well,
0: I, I know where you're going. It gets back to retellings without being retellings.
1: Yes. I mean, movie four, I think is the biggest crock of shit they could come up <laughs> with as far as a movie. I mean, we've seen all that before. Yeah, yeah.
0: Point for point in that movie just with different characters
1: yeah so i personally like the first three dragon ball z movies i think they're some of the best of the series until it gets toward the latter part of dragon ball z yeah, yeah. when you get to like movies 12 and 13 yeah there's um, a
0: couple in there that i like i like seven even though it's basically the android arc again and i like nine because it's got super saiyan 2 gohan come on and tesho does well, in there if that
1: so is one of the you know after movie eight with broly we have the whole... Right, then we got three rolling movies. Legendary Super Saiyan. But then you have Bojack who actually, hey, here's a new character. We're going to say where he actually came from, how he was released. We're going to tie it into the series.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's another reason why I like Movie 9 so much where it's more, it's kind of like quasi-retcon back history in there, but it's good. It, It doesn't, I mean, not that I care about canonicity, but it doesn't really contradict too much, which means it feels more at place and more in line with Toriyama's vision Not that Toriyama's vision is gospel, but just it feels like a more coherent whole to me anyway.
1: Yeah, I agree. Which is one reason why I hate 10 and 11.
0: So, clearly, we both like DBZ Movie 1. Is Movie 2 better than Movie 1? I like Movie 2. I think Movie 1's better.
1: Yeah, I I think Movie 1 is better. Movie 2 is good. Yeah. Um...
0: I'm with you. I like really I said, like I like the first, the first three. three.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could sit down and watch the first three easily. Sure. I
0: actually did recently. I, just the other day, we watched uh, DBZ Movie 3. And then the uh, a bridge Special came out. So I kind of watched it twice in a row. It was, <laughs> it was a little weird.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. So,
0: uh, folks, if you have questions, comments, all that good stuff, we are happy to totally contradict your opinions. Send them on over to podcast at com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot You can find all of us here on the various social networking sites for Dazen Shoebex, D-A-I-Z-E-X. Type it in. You'll get Twitter. You'll get Facebook. Heath, you guys are uh, across the land as well, though.
1: Yes, and we are on the Twitters, so we tweet, but we are not on the Facebooks yet that's
0: fine that's fine you don't need to be there we got them all we, got, we got I all the don't cool want to be there i don't want to be on facebook <laughs> all right shall we uh wrap this up i was not expecting to have so much to talk about but i think when you start digging into what's going on with kai and todiko there's a lot of stuff there and then we got to talk there about movie one there. i mean that was my hidden agenda for the movie so or for the episode i, I knew rather. it
1: all along the rest of the podcast was pointless just so we could get to that
0: (laughs) it's no secret i'm totally transparent about stuff
1: but i i think it'll be interesting over the next couple of weeks to kind of see what gets filtered out but we'll see
0: all right heath toss it out there cons people can read the special attack dictionary and all the other good stuff
1: you can read all of our translated materials by jake at www.kanzentai.com and you can follow along on twitter at kanzentai underscore c-o-m uh that's about all we got. i mean we've got some more stuff coming down the pipeline so i always like to to pimp that stuff it's been a good year
0: it has so it has. all right you can find my sinus infected ass over at You just type, like I said, D-A-I-Z-E-X. Type it into whatever. You will find us in some place. Um... So,
1: in some capacity, that's
0: going to wrap it up. For Heath over there from Kansutai, thank you. You are welcome, sir. For Mary upstairs, who's quite simply we're all getting sick, and Julian's off in Japan. They're going after him and the baby. so we got to.
1: I feel it coming back on again. We got
0: our defenses so. raised here. You were <laughs> joking earlier that Jake's in a biohazard suit, and I think that's a good plan right now.
1: I think it's a very good plan.
0: For all of these good folks, my name is Mike. And we will see you next time here on the show for our 2010 news recap in 2011 predictions. Always, always a good time. We'll see you then.